Someone has said, when I think of the goodness yes, hallelujah. of Jesus Thank you, God. and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank, you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God. You can go ahead and take about 30 yes, seconds if you, you want God. and just thank the Lord. Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Amen. We yes. do honor our God and our Christ to Pastor Christopher Swims, to the Hopewell family, to our brothers and sisters who a virtual we greet you in the joy of Jesus and we thank God for the opportunity that he has given us to come together still in mask in some places but yet God has proven that he is a keeper Amen. Thank God for the opportunity that he's given us to come and to share with you again. And I don't want to take up all of your time, but I'd like to invite you this morning to share with me from a very familiar passage of scripture found in Luke chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, will give substance to what I would like to share this morning. Luke chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And I am reading this morning from the King James Version. Luke chapter 5, verses 3, 4, and 5. When you find that, and it appears to be your custom, won't you please stand for the reading of the Word of God, if you are able. Luke chapter 5, verses 3, 4, and 5, you will find these words. And he entered one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your water for a draught. And Simon answered, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. We want to talk just for a few moments from this subject. The next time is going to be better. The next time is going to be better. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father in heaven, we thank you again for all the next times that you give us. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of being in this place today and how we pray that you have been pleased with our worship, that you have been pleased with our praise. Now speak to us, Holy Spirit. Speak to me and speak through me that your people might be fed today. We thank you, O oh God, for the fertile ground. We thank you for the seed of your word, and we thank you even right now for what your word is going to produce on the inside of us. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart 
be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are my strength and you are my redeemer. Amen. Friends, I have good news, but I also have some bad news. The good news today is that God has given us plan, potential, and possibilities. The bad news, however, is that more than half of us will never reach that potential. The bad news is that most of us, if not all of us, will never encounter or experience the plan. Too many of us this morning are fearful of what full potential might mean. And because we are afraid of what full potential might mean and because we are afraid of what full potential might require, we have slipped into the average life. We want success and we want it right now. I like to, to put a pin on these two words, right now. We're living in a right now, instant gratification society. Most of us, if not all of us, have a J.G. Wentworth mentality. It's my money, and I want it when? Right now. And this is what instant gratification is, the desire to experience pleasure, the desire to experience fulfillment without delay, without deferment. Basically, it's what we want, and we want it right now. Instant gratification is the opposite of what we have been taught or what we even practice, which is delayed gratification. We want maximum for minimum. You and I want all of it, and we want all of God without giving God all of ourselves. We want to harvest, but we don't plant anything. We want a 3,000-square-foot home, but we still want rent payments. We want a degree, but we want it ply for admittance. And we want the more of God without giving God the more of ourself. And if by chance we fail in an endeavor, it must not have been God. And we'll never try that thing again. Today's message is a message uh, 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 of challenge. It's a message uh, to, to, to live out the adage, if I don't succeed, try, try, and try again. It's a message to take on the idea and to take on the mentality that the next time is going to be better. It didn't work the last time, but it's going to work this time. I failed the last test, but I'll succeed on this test. I, 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 didn't, I didn't do all of the things that I needed to do. I've made some mistakes in life, but I've learned from those mistakes, and I won't repeat those mistakes again because the next time is going to be better. You've even prayed, and some of your circumstances are still the same. You fasted, and the situation hadn't changed, but here is the good news. The next time is going to be better. Your prayers will soon produce some results. A text is a supernatural text because 
What happens in this text can't be explained other than it must have been God. And the reality is there are some things in your life and there are some things in my life that cannot be explained away other than God must have been in the midst of it. I wish I had some folk here who are not too afraid to admit that if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you don't know where you would be. You don't know what you would be experiencing if it hadn't been God who stepped in where you were and took you out of that situation. You don't know what your life would be there are some things in our lives that cannot be explained other than it had to be God and this is one of those texts that cannot be explained other than it had to be nobody but the Lord this is a story of a miraculous catch of fish Simon was more than a man gone fishing but he was an experienced fisherman he and others had experienced a full night of fishing but had caught nothing. Nothing can be more frustrating. Nothing can be more exhausting than to spend an inordinate amount of time and energy at a thing that does not produce results. Come on now, you can take that across the gamut. Nothing is more exhausted than to be the only one working in the marriage to make the marriage work. Oh, I'm sorry, I got a holy, I got a holy crowd. You, you, everybody's marriage is working. Amen, hallelujah, thank the Lord. Uh, but the reality is there's some of us who have to admit that it was God who worked that thing. It was God who stepped in. And so therefore, you have done some things. I have done some things. I've put time, I have put energy in some stuff. And I've looked and there have been no results. And this was what was going on in this text. Our text opens with a tired, a frustrated, and a quite uh, uh, possibly an angry Simon. He's washing his nets. He's done for the day. Perhaps he would go back later on that day, but he wasn't planning to cast his net so soon. The first thing that will make sure that the, your next time will be better is a simple act of obedience it's right here in the text Simon Simon received his instructions from Jesus but what I want to point out is that Simon did not ask for specifics he did not ask for details he did not ask how was he going to secure the fish he did however say master now I just want to just be honest with you we've been out of here all night and we tie it, it didn't produce anything, but here it is. But nevertheless, if you say so, nevertheless, if you tell me, I'm going to do it. And at this point, Simon became a good candidate for receiving better than the last time simply because of his willingness to obey. Many of us will not receive our better because we're too busy telling God why we can't. Many of us will not receive what God has for us because we're too busy telling God why we won't. We're often too concerned uh, about what degree and what degree will I do this? Will this? Will others agree? Will others go along with the program? You and I must let go of the familiar. 
Obedience says I'm going to line up with God's word. Obedience says I'm going whether I understand it or not. Obedience says I'm going to do this thing whether I can figure it out or not. Obedience says we've been here for a long time. But nevertheless, God, at your word, this is what I'm going to do. We must be willing to let go of where we have been. We must be willing to let go of where we have never gone before. And it is right here in the text. We must be willing to go back. Here it is. To places where we have failed in order to succeed. We want to run. But the text would suggest that Simon's success was really where he had failed. Simon's success was really where he had already been. And I want to tell somebody there's a good possibility that what God has for you is right where you are right now. What God wants to do in your life is right where you are right now. The difference is you've got to be willing to obey and look on the other side of what you thought. You see, someone suggested that it's a worthless man who can only labor as long as he succeeds, fights as long as he conquers, and run as long as he wins the race. He says that such a fair weather Christian is not fit for any kingdom, not to mention the kingdom of God. Lord, can I add, to be honest, deliver me from people who cannot serve or work unless everything is always good. You don't have that issue here, but where I serve as pastor, uh, we have some folk who won't serve unless they can give you from A to B and how it's going to succeed. But the reality is there's some things we don't know if it's going to succeed. We don't know if it's going to work. And we can keep pressing forward even when we don't know if it's going to succeed. They told me this is my fourth fourth run for city commissioner in the city of Paducah. I ran one time, I ran second time, I ran a third time, I got close every time. Folk told me you need to sit down now. You too old, you need to give it up. You need to let somebody else handle this thing. But I know what God put in my spirit and guess what? I ran and in the primary I became uh, had enough votes to be mayor pro tem I was only 160 votes away from mayor pro tem this time because I was willing to move forward anyhow and we need some folk right here in Metropolis Illinois who don't it doesn't look like it's gonna work it doesn't look like it can come together but all you know is that God said look on the other side all you know is that God said it's not over all you know is that God said if you will go forward I'll do some stuff that you've never given me the opportunity to do before do I have anybody in the house who's not afraid to keep on pressing to keep on praying to keep on doing until God shows up can I tell you something a part of your succeeding is failing but you must be willing to go back to the place where you have failed let's call the role can I tell you that there's a brother, used to be a brother by the name of Milton S. Hershey, was bankrupt two times before he was 30 years old. And today we're eating almond joy, 
Mounds, York Peppermint Patties, Kit Kat, the whatchamacallit, the Heath Bar, and the list goes on. And his, the total assets of his company, even after he's gone, is $629 billion. Michael Jordan succeeded, but he failed first. He succeeded because he failed. As talented as Michael Jordan was growing up, he wasn't thought of being the kind of person that they wanted to recruit. Coaches looked at his height because he did not reach the minimum requirement. But it didn't stop Michael Jordan from playing basketball. It pushed him to work even harder. And, 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 can, and can I tell you today, Michael Jordan is worth more than a billion dollars? Walt Disney had at least 10 setbacks that brought about some financial nightmares. They said that Walt Disney didn't have imagination. He'd never make it. But today, his total assets after he's gone is well over worth $103.96 billion. Thomas Edison's teachers said that he was too stupid to learn anything and over a thousand patents are attributed to him. Oprah Winfrey was fired the first time as a television anchor but today she's worth over 2.7 billion dollars. Colonel Sanders, uh, he thought he lost jobs after job after job before he became successful and now there are over 118,000 18, rather locations all over of Kentucky fried finger licking chicken what did they all have in common they were willing to try in the midst of failure and they were willing to take a risk but risks are often viewed as negative risks are often viewed as, as, as something that we don't want to do risks are often viewed as dangerous and in many cases, risks are considered to be unwise. Some risks don't pay off, but then some risks do. What did Simon have to lose in order to try again? And that's the question that I want to ask you. What do you have to lose in order to try again? As a matter of fact, if Simon had only caught one more fish, he had done better than he had done before because the text says he had been there toiling all night and didn't catch anything. And I've come to tell somebody you've got to be willing to take a risk. You've got to be willing to go for it. You've got to be willing to pursue it. How do you pursue it? You put one foot in front of the other and you keep on trucking until the journey ends. But I'm almost done. I really am done. Finally, you'll never get anywhere. You'll never accomplish anything if you don't ever move from where you are. Somebody said you need to bust the move. Somebody says you need to take advantages of the opportunity. So I came to tell somebody that you need to stop 
playing it safe. God has put a whole lot of stuff on the inside of you. God has put business on the inside of you. He's put finances on the inside of you, but you're afraid. You're scared. You're looking at the economy. You're looking at what everybody tells you you cannot do, but I've come to remind you that we serve a God who says we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. The text says that he went on and said, now, he, now the text says he didn't complain. He just explained. He said, Master, we've been out here all night long. We have fought this thing and we have not caught anything. Buddy, if you tell me to go ahead, I'm going to go ahead one more time. And can I tell you, it's nothing wrong with complain explaining just don't complain it's nothing wrong with saying God I don't understand God I don't see it God I can't figure it out but nevertheless if you tell me to I will the text says if you read on down that because of his obedience because of his ability to take a risk that he had to call over and ask some other folk to help him bring in the fish that he had caught. In one instance, he caught nothing. In the next instance, because of his obedience, he had more than he could handle by himself. And so I want to tell somebody as I take my seat, this is your season to be blessed. This is your season to make sure that whatever is going to happen tomorrow is better than whatever happened the next day. But you've got to play a role in your progress. You've got to play a role in what God wants to do. You just can't sit and pray. And you can't just sit and wish. You just cannot sit and feel like you can. You've got to make some moves. You just might fail, but then you just might succeed. It might wear you out and you'll toil all night long. But God told me to tell you, if you trust him, if you obey him, he can open some doors that need to be opened in your life. He can close some doors that may need to be closed in your life. We've been here toiling all night long. But if God said it, what's coming is better than what's being. God bless you, my brothers and sisters.